There's my man, Wags, late for work. And, of course, my man, Rodney Rodriguez, breaking down F1 in racing like no other. I appreciate everybody sticking around and hanging out. To be hanging out with Hanging With Harge, it's your boy, Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Harge. You can also follow me on Instagram at the same level. And, of course, the great folks here at TS Unfiltered, Texas Sports Unfiltered. On Twitter, TS Unfiltered, and on Instagram at Texas Sports Unfiltered. We are also on Facebook, I found out, so keep up the great work. What up, CB? Welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in, as always. There's a lot to get into. It is a football Friday. I know everybody's excited, but we got a little MLB flavor to it as well. Last night, or yeah, actually last night, the Diamondbacks walked off the Phillies and got their first win of the NLCS. Can tell uh, Marta, excuse me, Marte came up with the game-winning hit with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth to win two to one and even the series, I mean, get the series to two to one as well. Today's game or yesterday's game was played in an hour in 49 minutes. The game was flying by. Uh, their starting pitcher, Brandon Felt, was on point on the mound, struck out nine Phillies in five and two-thirds inning, only giving up two hits in the bullpen, only gave up one run, which is why they were able to get the win. The Phillies sent uh, Ranger Suarez on the mound, and he was dealing as well. He went five and a third shutout inning, seven Ks. Uh, Greg Kimbrell came in the game to give up the winning knock, but the play of the inning was made by Trey Turner as he was cutting off the runner at home plate, or the game would have been over a little bit more. That was a badass play in the hole, and if you watch baseball and you see Trey Turner, you know he's smooth with it. Uh, After a ground out, excuse me, after a walk to Geraldo Pendra, uh, loaded the bases. Kendall Martell came up with the knock on a fastball that was up and hit it in the center field, and they walked it off. They get back at it tonight, 7.07 first pitch in Arizona, and Arizona looks to even up the series. As we talk about evening up the series, it's ironic that my man Ike was in early today as he made his way back. Well, he may still be in Arlington. He made his way out to Arlington. But the uh, home away from home, Houston Astros come in to the Gilf and started kicking furniture around, tearing up stuff like that skit on Dave Chappelle where he played Rick James. F your couch! The Jose Altuve and Jose Abreu um, came in with the big bro Air Jordan, I mean Air Jordan, (laughs) to do damage with a 10-3 win. Chaz McCormick hit a two-run homer, and he added to the party as well. The Astros got three in the first, four in the fourth to pull away from the Rangers, who had gotten three, uh, tied it in the third after two in the first and one in the third. Adolis Garcia and Corey Seager hit solo bombs in the second and third innings. Uh, the Rangers, with an interesting start with uh, Andrew Heaney, and everybody's kind of questioning that. He only went two-thirds of an inning after giving up three runs on four hits. The Astros had Jose Uquiti. That he was getting roughed up as well, but their bullpen came in and made some decisions, and Dusty Baker tried to figure it out, and the Astros' bullpen did well, and the Rangers' bullpen did not. So today, both of these are huge. Both game, This game is huge for both of these teams. Justin Verlander will be on the bump for the Astros, and Jordan Mar- uh, Montgomery, who was nasty in game one, 
goes for the Rangers. Day baseball, folks, 307 will be the first pitch on FS1. So my question to, of the day for everybody. Well, cool. I'm glad Ike is still there. He's going, he's going to the game today. That's good stuff right there. My question for everybody that's involved in this, whether you're a Rangers fan or you're an Astro fan, and for my Rangers fan, uh, are you, where's your level of confidence right now? Let me ask that. And the same goes for the Astros fans. What is your level of confidence? We've talked about the road record and what the Astros have been able to do on the road, and they're continuing to, to live up to those expectations and what everybody thought they were going to do. But as a Rangers fan, what uh, what are your thoughts? Because this is a team, as we know, they are streaky as all get out. As I've told you before, they've had eight-game winning streaks. They've had eight-game losing streaks. They've won 14 of their uh, 15 games, and then they lost six of nine games. So as a Rangers fan who's seen this movie before, what is the confidence level in which you are working with right now? Because if you remember when they played the Washington Nationals for the World Series, and someone brought this to my attention before too, the World Series was one where the road team won every single game, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. I think it was the first and only time that that has ever happened. I could be wrong. Somebody will tell me. CB will probably find it out. But the road version of it all continues to be kind of strange to me. And I've talked about this before, the Astros. Jose Altuve is hitting like crap at home. Last night he went three for four and, and drove in runs, but he almost had a home run again. So... Jose Altuve has made his average jump up to 265, and he is playing some really, really confident baseball. Can we bring up the fact that Marcio uh, Dubon has been playing unbelievable baseball as well? He might be the MVP of this series if they end up winning it because he's getting hit after hit after hit, and he's playing good defense in center field. Jordan Alvarez continues to get knocks. Kyle Tucker is the only problem that you have in your lineup right now. When did you ever think you were going to say Kyle Tucker would be a problem in your lineup if you're Houston Astro fans? That 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 is the thing that is crazy to me. And this is right here. Ike, I don't know if he's messing with us. Ike was in the stands. He said Rangers fans were telling me last night that they expect the Astros to win four in a row. That's because they're, they're banged up. They're jaded team. I mean, jaded fan base. They're like the Dallas Cowboys. We believe until we don't. But it is a uh, interesting angle that everybody's going to be taking as this game happens this afternoon. Ranger fans, you were real confident early in the week, talking trash, being excited. You're up two games to none. You're like, oh, got to get up out of there. Then I even said it myself, the swagger, has to continue to happen. And now you can't get in your own head. And is it fair to go out there and expect Jordan Jordan Montgomery to go out there and pitch another great game against this team, the Houston Astros, who hits well at your ballpark as opposed to hitting well at their own ballpark? 
What adjustments are the Houston Astros going to make after that first game against the um, against the uh, pitcher Jordan Montgomery? We don't know. We don't know. Miss um, Becky, thank you for joining in. I know you you you're still excited about it. She said, "I'm still excited. I think it will go seven games, and we're winning tonight." Okay. So that means that you're going to win one of the home games. Then you got to go back to Houston on Sunday and try to close it out. Because if it goes to game seven, I'm going to say it's going to go to the Houston Astros. And the only reason why is because if you can go into that stadium and you can win one of those games, and it better be the first one. Because if you win that first one on Saturday, you don't want to get to Sunday because they may break that streak as well. It's a talented baseball team. It's a pro. I mean, these guys are professional. They've been through it. And as I've been saying, in order to become the king, you have to dethrone the king. And right now, it is the Houston Astros showing you their championship medal right now. It has been a fun, fun series. I know last night it kind of got away, and everybody is, is kind of like, uh-oh, reeling a little bit. I haven't even talked to my boy. Four roofs. I haven't even talked to him, and I'll get to him in a minute. I haven't even talked to Four Roofs just yet. Because he is a huge Rangers fan. And shout out to Four Roofs as they sponsored the golf tournament I was in yesterday. Um, Cover three partnerships for children. Another great turnout. Another great uh, cause that we work with. My man Chip Brown, who jumped on with me yesterday. He was a part of that tournament as well. We've been on the committee for a while. So I want to give a shout out to those folks and what they've done for the community. But um, back to this baseball game. You know, you sit and you think, all right, first inning, Astros jump out to a 3 nothing lead. Big start to the game. Bregman with the triple. Um, and just just playing ball. Then Jordan drops him in. And then you sit there and you're like, wait a minute. Rangers come back. They do their thing. Score two runs in the second. And now you, then in the third, it's tied back up. Everybody's thinking, okay, now we're back. We're back at it. This is our opportunity right there. You tied up in the fourth, in the, in the third, 3-3 three, three going to the top of the fourth. And then, bam, right back at you. The Astros just start punching you in the face. Like I said, you're staggering on the wall trying to see what's next. But they came back, settled down. Got two in the seventh and one in the eighth. And now we're pretty much Katie barred the door. They take the game three, I mean, game four, 10 to three. Astro fans, Rangers fans, what's your level of concern? How happy? How disappointed? I don't know. But there's a lot that uh, is on the line today. I think if you win game four, I mean, game five, I think you went, got an 80% chance of winning the series. I know it's in the 80s. So that's why I say, and what better way for both of these teams? Justin Verlander, he didn't pitch that bad in game one. And I will say this, umpiring, sorry guys, y'all sucked this week. I told you, ball in the gap. When Altuve got called out at second base, the second base umpire, Doug Eddings, should not have been out there. He should have been watching the runner. But he was too busy looking for the ball in left field to see what was going to happen. It's not your play. What's up, Ruse Groofy going? How you doing, bro? 
We're going to hook up. We're going to hook up for sure. But I'm sitting there and you're looking at all this and you're saying, guys, you got to be better. And then last night's strike zone, it wasn't beneficial for any team, but it does make it difficult to enjoy the game. And as a hitter, and as a hitter, you seem to have a strike zone. You seem to have control of it. Corey Seager worked, walked four, five times in one game in these playoffs. So when you're watching this and you're seeing the players' reactions on certain pitches in critical situations, it kind of frustrates you. You're getting people rung up in places that they shouldn't be rung up. So it's a little, it's a little worrisome when you start looking at this and saying, okay, you're supposed to be the best of the best. You graded out best. But then you do some things like that, and it makes you wonder. We're going to have Chris Amadeus, the president of the Round Rock Express, who's been affiliated with both of these teams, and he's a former Houston Cougar baseball player. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to get on him about that. But we're going to ask him about Texas and Houston, and I'll get into that as well. But you sit here and you look at this series, and – are the, are the Astros fans saying we got them right where we want them? Are the Rangers fans saying we're going to regroup and refocus for today? I don't know. I don't know. But it's definitely going to be a, a very intense afternoon as first pitch is going to be at 3.07 on FS1. I can't wait to watch that game. And, and again, my buddy texts me. He may, he, he's being quiet today. JT, my boy James. He normally hits me up. He was mad last night because of the way everybody was talking. They were talking about um, how Jordan Alvarez is getting treated basically like Barry Bonds. And I was like, hey, man, be careful. Playoff for Jordan, air Jordan, is something to really pay attention to because my boy got that strike zone on, on lock. But we'll see what Jordan Montgomery can do to him today. Also, you need to give a shout-out to Jose Abreu. The Jose, hey, Jose, 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 Altuve, Jose, 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 Jose. He's over there playing, but Abreu is the guy that's providing a lot of power out there. So don't forget, 307, first pitch. We'll talk about it a little bit more as the day goes on. But let me talk about my friends over at Covert B Cave. That's right. Covert B Cave is nestled on 42 acres in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Covert BKs has three new state-of-the-art dealerships carrying seven brands, Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. In addition to those seven brands, Covert also has Ford and Hutto and a Ford location and Lincoln location in Austin. Covert BKs has something for everyone. Covert BKs services most makes and models. Matter of fact, they do all makes and models. With 86 service bays throughout, your wait time will be minimal. So please visit CoverBeeCave.com for the latest specials and inventory. And, of course, stop by and see them for yourself. As they tell you, no one beats a Covert deal, not now, not ever. I want to talk, give a shout-out to Marcus Washington, Sr. and Jr., and Ira Clark. They All three of them from the 254 is helping over there at Covert BK. Get on out there. Tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Bucky and I think it's going to be BK, are doing the pregame right there at Covert BK. Also want to give a shout out as you're watching all these games and getting excited and even watching us on YouTube, 
What better way than getting it from audiovisual consultations? It's the best time of the year. We got all sports going on and we have UFC. And if you just want to watch some concerts or some movies, let Tom McKay and his crew come out and set up that perfect home theater for you. Even if you need an outdoor hookup, whether you need lighting, surveillance, whatever you need that has to do with audio and visual, what better way than abconsultations.com. Give them a call at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678. And let Tom and his crew come out and take care of you. They've been doing this since 1988, and they've been servicing all of these areas, sports bars. I know that they did the TVs over at Cover 3. What better way to have some of that great in-home experience than with Tom McKay and AV Consultations. Tom McKay, audiovisual consultations, avconsultations.com. Texas fans, rejoice. After a weekend off, you got some time with your family, your friends, your enemies. You got a chance to go listen to live music down at ACL Festival. You got to get that bad taste of that loss out your mouth. And now, you get a chance to watch your Texas Longhorns travel down to H-Town and take on the, the Houston Cougars. I know everybody wants to call them Cougar High. I'm going to put more respect on them. Uh, they're led by Dana Hogerson, who said that to his fan base, just like some of these other people, all they want is for you to win this game. All is good while you're talking about that. Baylor said the same thing, and they got their butt kicked 38-6, to took that L at home. And I expect a little bit more of the same. The Horns come in as a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, and the over-under is 60, if you like to dabble in that and talk to your cousins. The Horns spent the bye week working on the red zone offense, for sure, getting healthy, getting guys healthy. And I heard uh, Jeff Howe today of Horns 24-7 and TSU Unfiltered. He was thinking that if – if these guys are going to be off, he was talking about this with Bucky and BK. He said he wouldn't be surprised if Jake Majors, JT Sanders, and Ryan Watts all sit out. I would agree with that. There's no necess- there's no reason to have to run those guys back out there right away. And we know that Coach Sark has talked about the injuries and gave us a better uh, recap of everything with the injuries of last week with his uh, presser yesterday. Matter of fact, let's hear what he had to say about the injury update. They, the, all the, everybody's practiced. Um, a couple of those guys, I think, will be game time decisions. But again, everybody practiced all week. Um, you know, my my decision as a coach ultimately is is those guys that all the guys we're talking about are, is it in the best interest of the team uh, a to to put them out there? Do they put us in the best position to be successful? And then b, you have to look at each individual. Is it in their best interest to put them out there? to compete, but I will give them all a lot of credit. Uh, they all, they all came to work this week and, and worked hard and they've continued to do their rehab. And, um, I'm, I'm probably more pleasantly, I'm more pleased with where we are at this week than maybe a little bit of what I was anticipating. Um, so that, that's a real positive and that's a credit to our training staff and to those guys individually of putting in the work to get themselves in position to, uh, to be where they're at today. Yeah, that's good. I mean, but is the is this a game that you feel like you can uh, win with some of your younger players, some guys that have had an opportunity to to play uh, this one more in a in a more distressful 
fashion because they were coming in for guys that were injured as opposed to rotating out. Now they're getting the bulk of the reps. They're the ones that are out there getting all that time on the field. So now they are raising some eyebrows and doing some things differently. So I personally am looking at this and saying, yeah, let those let those guys sit out. Let Connor Robertson get more familiar. I know we were talking about Cole Hudson. He didn't give a, a, a true update on who will or will not play. But what he did say is we're going to make a game time decision. Game time decision will be is already made, to be quite honest with you. Unless, unless there's something that drastically happens today. Because most of the time, if you feel like there's not a guy going to be ready, you're not going to take away reps from guys that need to be ready. So you got to look at it in that fashion and what's going to be best for this team. And that's what Sark's going to do. He's been doing that all year. He's doing what is best for this team moving forward. So that will be something to pay attention to. I think there's some some, some very capable backups for those guys. I think Gunnar Helm and what we've seen from him has been pretty impressive. Uh, what he did last or two weeks ago against Oklahoma showed you some things. You saw what happened when uh, JT got hurt in the game at DKR against Kansas. So you saw him get out there and do the things that he was able to do. Uh, I think this is going to be a set the tone for the second half game, for the second half of the season. It's a perfect break for the University of Texas. And if I would have came to you and I said, hey, guys, going into our bye week, Texas is going to be 5-1, and one. would you have taken that? Hell yeah. And if you wouldn't have taken that, you tripping. Because we didn't know what to expect coming into this year. We Texas has been hyped up every single year. Yeah, some of us that got a chance to see the team early and get a lot of the reports, we kind of heard some things. But like anything else, when you get to this level and you get to this point of the, of the game, of the season, you don't know what your injuries are going to be like. I mean, think about it. Quinn Ewers has played the entire year where last year he couldn't play. You got Jonathan Brooks, who a lot of people didn't expect to be this person unless you were truly paying attention to his recruitment. And I gave the numbers uh, yesterday to you guys. This dude has been nothing but positive as he runs the rock. So when you're sitting there looking at some of these situations and what's next, you got to start rethinking some of this stuff, man. There were some good things that was happening with this football team. So I would I would take it for sure. And then you look at the, all the midseason awards that all these guys are being put up for. When is the last time Texas had a chance to sit back and, and really have that personnel where you're like, damn, our team is balling like that? And it was interesting, too, because we want to leave a lot of that badness in Oklahoma at, at, the, at the State Fair. Had a bad taste, and it wasn't corn dogs. It wasn't all the fried food. It was that loss that they got let get away from them. Now, it's been two weeks. If they'd have played the next week, then things might have been a little bit different. You've had two weeks now. Kids have gotten a chance to go home. Jonathan Brooks got his uh, jersey retired at Howitzville. Uh, Quinn, yours, was in the sideline at uh, South Lake Carroll. He was kicking it. Everybody got a chance to go and get away from that game. 
Then you come back and you regroup. And now you get a chance to go take it out on another team that's wearing a different uniform that their coach uh, has been saying, you could go one and left as long as you get that one game. Yeah, I've got a lot of comments. Just beat Texas. Don't care if you win any of them, but you got to win that one. You know, you can go one in eleven, and it's okay if you if you beat Texas. Well, beating Texas is going to be hard. We know that. Yeah, it is going to be hard because Dave Aranda said the same thing, and now you got a chance to get some of this smoke too. And again, you're, you supposedly this is a team that feels like they are uh, pissed off about what happened. Um, I, I, I feel like I've got a team right now that's a little pissed off, and that's okay, you know, that, that they're angry, um, and they want to get back on the field, they want to play. Um, you know, I, I think they, all likelihood, I know that a lot of them wanted the rest last week, I think they all wanted to get out there and play again next Saturday to kind of get that taste out of their mouth, and so that's kind of how practice has felt, it's been very intense. Um, um, because I think that, that, that these guys feel like we're a good football team and, and we've got something to prove. And as a coach, the fact that it's coming internally, that it's coming from them in the locker room, that's a great sign. And so, um, again, we need to make sure that we execute at a high level, but the intent from which we're going about it throughout practice. And I think the intent that we'll play with Saturday, uh, and then every Saturday moving forward, I think is the right one. And that's how it's going to be. And that's what this mindset has been. I've, I've been giving this team a lot of credit for the mindset. And I love the fact that Sark's saying that it's been internal. The 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 younger, not younger players, but the leadership council and what they've been able to do with this squad and how they prepared these teams is huge. It is huge when you start to think about it and what all goes into that. Because there were times where this team, you would all you would always hear something. You hadn't heard anything. You hadn't heard anything negative about this football team. It's all been glowing. And when you're dealing with a team that has all of this glowing information and you're starting to believe in what the, the narrative is of your football team. What I mean by that is the narrative where sometimes you can be too popular. You can be uh, caught up in the moment. You could go out every single night and somebody's trying to one big, big up you. Come on, man. You, y'all the best. And then it can seep in there. You're not putting the work in. And it can cost you a little bit. It can cost you. Your focus is a little bit different. You're not doing the things uh, on the practice field that you need to be doing every single day. So, yeah, that, that could happen. But right now, you haven't been hearing that. You hear that all the guys are showing up for work every single day. They're putting the grind in. They're doing They're doing what was asked of them. And that, to me, is the sign of a team that is still focused on their goals, even after, after a disappointing loss in the Cotton Bowl. Coach Sark said at the very beginning of the season, <clears throat> and, and we all kind of like, yeah, okay, we get it. That's coach speak. You're trying to be at that point. But in the reality of it all, the goals that you set at the very beginning of the year, they evolve too. Your initial goals are one thing. But like self-evaluation, halfway through, you have to take that moment to say, is this where I need to be? 
What can we do to change this narrative? For the Texas Longhorns, the narrative has always been get to the Big 12 championship by any means necessary. Not only get there, win it. And after you win it, let the chips fall where they may. Because once you become a champion, they treat you differently. And for years, we heard Bob Stoops, got all them Big 12 championships in my office. That's all I know right there. And that's true. And rightfully so. I think at one point, I think they got like 14 Big 12 championships or something like that. But I do know this. When the Big 12 was started, our man Bucky Gobbo and his Texas Longhorn team won the inaugural Big 12 championship. And it will be quite fitting if Texas can walk out with the Big 12 championship, kind of bookend their time in the Big 12. Really do enjoy a lot of this. There's a lot of football that is going to be happening this weekend. Obviously, the game for us will be the Texas Longhorns versus the uh, uh, Houston Cougars. And there's an opportunity for them to grow and continue to uh, make things happen. But I want to transition just a second. But first, let me do this commercial, and uh, I'll get back to it. I want to talk to you about my friends at Four Roofs. The reason why I'm going with Four Roofs on this time is because they're big Ranger fans. He's a big Ranger fan, and there's a lot to be desired right now when it comes to the Texas Rangers. But what is not to be desired is your need for someone to come out and check your roofs. Go to the number Four Roofs TX and let them come out and check out your roof. FourRoofsTX.com is a locally owned company that understands the needs of this area. They've got over 15 years of experience, affordable pricing, and of course, a quick response time. They're thorough and very trustworthy. That's why I use them and my neighbors have too. I know these guys personally, so I know they will take care of you. They got project managers on every job site, ensuring that you, the customer, get everything done smoothly. Do do yourself a favor and reach out at 512-520-5884. That's 512-520-5884. Or go to the number 4roofstx.com. I always talk about baseball family. And for those that don't know, we always have a little community that we deal with. There's a lot of baseball players that live in this area, some professional some not professional, some former college players, major leaguers. We have a baseball quote-unquote family. And a guy that has done this for a long time, and he's probably one of the best guys to have in the baseball family, is the one and only president of the Round Rock Express. He's a former Houston Cougar as well. So why not talk a little baseball and football with the one and only Chris Amadaris. What up, Chris? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good, man. You trying to make me dizzy over here with all that movement with well, your wines behind you? you like I didn't have you, any of your wines. You, you pick what you want, you know? Like, <laughs> that we, is we, impressive, my brother. We're celebrating this weekend. so you know. One way or another, right? Exactly. One exactly. way or another. Hey, man, I wanted to check in with you because um, you, you were one of those guys that has always been, you know, 
pushing the narrative of baseball. We have similar backgrounds, obviously the baseball background, but we both worked in sales. You pharmaceutical, me on the other side, the DME and the home health side of it. You you transitioned your way back into baseball with the Ryan family and your relationship with them. And being at AAA, you have two, you, you got multiple options of teams that are, are, are affiliated with you. Well, you were had the luxury of being affiliated with both the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. So you're living like the best of both worlds. Now, we know the Rangers are your squad right now, but you're a Houston kid. You're a Houston kid. So how are your nerves at this point? You know, it's 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 been funny because, like you said, I think I think in the current situation that I'm in, in, in my role as the team president for the Roundup Express, the AAA team of the Texas Rangers, you know, you're you're pulling for those kids that have played for us, and you're, you know, we've seen them. They're, they're, we're part of the development of those kids getting to the ultimate goal, playing Major League Baseball. You and I both grew up in Texas. You know, I think any kid growing up in Texas wanted to be a Texas Longhorn, and then you wanted to have a long you know, baseball career like Nolan Ryan and, and a kid from Houston. Um, you know, I, I tell people all week, people and ask me, you know, where, where do I lie on this thing? And well, you know, I, I'm a fan of the players. I'm the, the kids that have come through Dell Diamond, the players that come through Dell Diamond. That's what I'm a fan of. The seven-year-old Chris is a diehard Astros fan. <laughs> the 50-year-old Chris is the president of Texas Rangers, triple A team, the Round Rock Express. And I'm a, I'm a Texas Rangers fan. I've got a, Texas Rangers shirt on. I'll see you. I'll see you. Uh, the, you know, the college Chris is just wanting a good time and a good party, and then let's go have fun. So, uh, but, you know, look, we're very fortunate. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Currently, there are 19 players on on the on both rosters, I mean, in combined rosters, that kid, the, the players came through Dell Diamond. You know, we were affiliated with the Rangers, and in 18, Reed and I signed a four-year deal to go back to the Astros, um, we had one year with them, and then COVID hit. And the behind-the-scenes, Major League Baseball, the, the the relationship between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball basically dissolved. Major League Baseball said, hey, here's the new way that we're doing things, and you want to be a part of it. Um, read this read this PDL 250-page report, and we'll let you guys know. And, and, and I was actually at dinner with my fiancé on November 16th of 2020, and I think Mark Berman broke a story out of Houston saying that Jim Crane was going to buy the AAA Sugarland Skeeters as an independent team at the time, but but take them to to, to make his AAA baseball team. And I just remember my phone going off, and, and Bob Ballou and, and Dennis Delapena, all the guys in town, you know, were asking me, "Hey, what's going on?" And we 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 kind of knew that there was a possibility, but I never got a call from the Astros, anybody from the, their front office saying, "Hey, this is what we're going to do." It just kind of broke, and then that week, you know, I ended up doing like. I don't know, it was like eight Zoom calls that night. And then that week we kind of just kind of, you know, waited for someone to call. And then finally on Friday, um, that, actually on Thursday, they, they had a press release saying they're going to make an announcement on that Friday. And then I ended up calling John Daniels, J.D., on that Friday night and said, J.D., what's going on? And he basically said Major League Baseball went to the owners uh, a couple, about three months before that and said, look, in a perfect world, who would you want to be affiliated with? And, you know, Jim always made it known that he wanted to own his AAA team, and that's something the Ryans never wanted to do was to give up Round Rock. And so when Jade, when, when Ray Davis asked J.D., he said, look, we want to go back to Round Rock. If we get an opportunity to work with Chris and Tim and the way they operate, that's where we want to go. And J.D. told me that that night. The next week we got the, the email saying, hey, we were picked by the Texas Rangers to be their uh, AAA affiliate in the new PDL, the, the professional development license with Major League Baseball and how it would roll. And it's a 10-year affiliation. And so um, 
you know, look, it was out of my control. A lot of people thought we had something to do with that. It was, it was basically, hey, here's the here's the hand that's dealt and deal with it. And look, the one thing that the Ryan's always challenged us to do is be first class in everything we do. And so, um, you know, went to Reed and said, look, we're gonna we're gonna operate like the way we always have. We're gonna be the best partners we can, and that's what we had. And I never thought we'd be this successful this early on. I think you know the addition of Chris Young and CY is a, a great friend, and what he's done with the roster and made the moves to to get there, but. Truly, this has just been it's it's been it's been neat to follow these guys, and it's funny as you know, baseball players are superstitious, and I've kind of got my list of guys, and you know, I, I text Cy, Josh Bonifay, our farm director Ross Finstermaker, and all these guys were on the text chain, and just you know, wishing them luck, and and uh, hopefully we can we can change it up today. No doubt, no doubt. We're talking to the Round Rock Express president, Chris Amadeus. You can follow him on Twitter at Express Press. Or not .com, but just at Express Press. And he always uses the hashtag baseball family. Well, Chris, you know, we've been talking about this and, you know, the fan bases obviously are split in the state of Texas. And it always gets a little intense at these games because no matter what, the, the state of Texas will be represented in the World Series. But for Rangers fans, they've got a bad taste in their mouth. For Astros fans, they've been here before. So when you start looking at both of these uh, uh, groups of guys, and we went to spring training together this year. Thank you to the Round Rock Express, as always. When we went to spring training this year, we looked at each other uh, whenever we decided that I lost my wallet. But uh, we looked at each other and was like, this is a pretty damn good baseball team that Chris Young has put together. Simeon and Seager look to be better in their second year. We got a chance to see some of those young players as they were developing and and of course the the old head Bruce Bochy coming into the to the system has really really helped out a lot. But this is an opportunity right here that they cannot let pass. Uh, what are, what are your expectations today with Jordan Montgomery on the mound today? No, look, I think you're I think you're correct. I think I think the the, the roster mix is is a is a number of things. You, you brought in some big free agents. You know when they brought in Seager and Seaman last year. You know, you knew that wasn't going to be the thing that would take them over, but you needed some pitching. And they went out, and unfortunately, the guys they signed are hurt. You know, Montgomery's a kid that I think they signed this year that the expectations for him, I, I didn't think he was that good. I really, you know, didn't know much about the kind of pitcher he was, him being with the Cardinals in the National League. But I knew guys like, you know, Leota Tavares played for the Express, and, yeah. and he was one of the most talented kids we've ever had that's come through the Express, in my opinion. I think the, the the different thing for him was just the mental part of the baseball when you get to that level, and then you look at you know guys like you know Nathaniel Lowe and and, and Heim, they're just good baseball players, and and yeah. you know look, I, the other night I'm watching the game and, and you see what you know Nathaniel Lowe's mom has brain cancer, and of course it hit home with us, but there's things these these at the end of the day they're also human beings, and things are going on in their lives that they can't control, and you know Nathaniel struggled in the second half, but it's it's part of the fact is that his mom was was you know, had this, has this brain tumor they're fighting for. And that, that's real world stuff. And then you look at a kid like Evan Carter, you know, he flew through double A and then all of a sudden he, he played eight games with us and he's, he's unconscious. I mean, he's 21 years old. Um, Doug Davis, our manager, I had a chance to visit with him the, the, the week after he was called up with us. And he said, he, you know, he, he weighs about 150 pounds, but he just has, yeah. he's just playing the game of baseball. He has no idea the stage that he's playing on. And he's just, he's, 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 keeping all the external factors out of the game. And so, look, you know, for me in 17, you know, when, when Reed and the Astros made their first run of the World Series, I got to be a kid in the stands. I was, I was, you know, the president of the Round, of the Round Rock Express, the AAA for the Rangers, but my connection with Reed when he was the president of the Astros had the opportunity to be a lot of those games. And it was cool for a kid growing up in Houston to kind of see the Astros 
have that success. And, you know, I was telling Tim Jackson, Tim, our, our GM is from the Metroplex area from yep. Cedar Hill. And he's a big Ranger fan. And, um, you know, I told him the other day, I, I was at the ALDS the day they clinched it. Um, I did not go up this week. I'm actually getting married on Saturday. So it's been, it's kind of a busy, crazy week for me. Uh, is that what that wine's for? That's exactly <laughs> what it's for. Tomorrow, we're going to celebrate. Uh, but, but the, you know, but I was telling Tim, it, it, this reminds me of that run when the Astros did in 17 and just how they were just amazing everybody. You know, for them to sweep Tampa and then Baltimore and then to come in and sweep the first two games of the Astros. And, you know, look, I would have bet my paycheck that there's no way they're going to go into Houston and sweep sweep two games and, and, and be up 2 nothing. So going in 2-2, two to two, if they can win the day, I think they've got a, a little bit of an edge. And it's going to be exciting either way. Like you said, a Texas team is going to be in the World Series. Um, I've had the, the, the unique – Opportunity. I think I think I've been to the last ten World Series games. This is a kid that grew up in Houston that never went to a World Series game, and I'm right. to go to World Series games and be a part of that. It's just the playoff baseball is just at a different level. It's just amazing, and look to be able to be a part of that. And look, this has been an emotional week and, and on a lot of fronts. But one of the things um, for me, I think it's it's you know it's, it's been very reflective of, of the things I've been able to do in my life personally and and professionally and. You know, I think sometimes in my world they they, they blend together, and um, it's it's fun, it's exciting. We're gonna we're gonna cheer the team on tonight. My my college junior college coach is coming over after the rehearsal dinner, and then we're gonna have a the wedding tomorrow and a, a small little luncheon, and then Lindsay and I are taking off to Italy for twelve days, man. And I'll catch up to Game Six and Seven in the World Series. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, one of the teams will be there, and hopefully, this year, Texas Rangers. Uh, before I let you go, first and foremost, congratulations on your uh, pre-coming nuptials. As you know, you're getting yourself a Lindsay, as you tweeted out to me the other day. And uh, you know I'm a big fan of hers and obviously a big fan of yours. But I wanted to ask you, too, man, you've got some kids that are doing some major things. You can talk about your boy and see if we can get some recruits to go over to HT. Your son is coach, the head baseball coach at Houston Tillotson. Well, look, I think I think you talk about baseball family, and you know Chase had the, the was 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 able to grow up at Del Diamond, both Chase and Luke, and and so you know people all the time will go, oh man, Luke's a great baseball player because his dad's you know the GM or the president of the Rabbit Express. It had nothing to do with me. He, he went to all the baseball camps. He he was out there. He was with he was in the clubhouse. You know Kenny Buffton, our, our clubhouse manager, you know raised those guys when I was working, and, and those guys grew up at Del Diamond and. You know, the Ryans, both Reed and Reed, always talk about growing up at the Astrodome. And I do think there's an advantage because those kids get to learn how to be a true baseball player and do things the right way. And, you know, Chase, I used to tell people, I told about yesterday, Chase is Jana. Chase is my late wife. He's very stoic, very, you know, non, non-emotional, going to, you know, kind of keep his cards, his, his, his hands, you know, hidden. Luke's just like dad. Luke never met a stranger, but, uh, you know, Chase... Growing up there, kind of just absorbed a lot of stuff, and for him to get this opportunity and to go to recruit it, I mean, he's he's dead set on changing that program and putting HT on the map. And you know, I think one of the biggest things that, that he he's done this spring is, is is recruited a. He lost ten games last year by like one or two runs, and you know, we would talk after games, and he would say, "Dad, I just need a closer." And I was like, "Well, I, I know a kid that's thrown in a, a long time ago, but you might be able to talk him into it." Well, Luke graduated from the University of Houston. He was he was hurt two years ago with, with a couple of wrist injuries and some surgeries. But his arm is live, and uh, Chase talked him into playing for him, and, and he's pitching, and, and he's he's done very well. So it's going to be exciting to have both boys out there, Luke, Luke uh, hopefully to be Chase's closer and and playing for his brother at Houston, at Houston Tillerson and working on his double major. And, you know, look, I told him 
you got all the time in the world to go work. If you're going to help your brother and play and just have some fun, you know, let's go do this and just just be something you guys are going to talk about for the rest of your lives. And you know, he, unfortunately, he was a COVID kid during during uh, his his college experience, and I think only he only had three in person semesters of, of school. Everything else was was virtual, and so. I'm like, just go do it. That he, you know, Luke lives with Chase and Jordan, his wife Jordan, and, and uh, man, they're like three's company, but they uh, they're, they're driving down every day commuting to, to HT and just loving it. They were at, they actually took my tickets on Monday to the game in Houston, and uh, Luke had an Astros shirt on and Chase had a Rangers shirt on, so that tells you where, where they lie. That's the beauty of of being part of this this growing baseball family, and you've been around it for a long time and raising your kids in it. And I, I, I can attest, you raised some great, great young men. And uh, as I said before, man, best of luck to you and your new wife. And I, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Well, I appreciate that. You know, uh, if I can finish with a story, you know, there was a, there was a once was a kid, and he he wanted to be the greatest baseball player ever. Wanted to be the greatest hitter, and he had a ball and a bat. And he threw the ball up and he swung and he missed. And I want to be the greatest baseball hitter ever. Threw the ball up again and he missed. Third time he's I'm gonna be the greatest baseball hitter ever. He threw it up again and he he missed again and and uh he kind of sat there and he thought he said, you know what? I think I'm gonna be the greatest baseball pitcher ever. So <laughs> sometimes life throws you curveballs and it, it doesn't it doesn't happen the way that you think you're it's gonna happen. And I think we gotta be we gotta make the most of it. And and I'm 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 so dang proud of those two boys and you know, losing my late wife seven seven years ago and, and then you know what what you know, we're moving forward, but we we always keep Jan in our hearts and and uh you know, um, Lindsay's a big part of that. Lindsay understands the connection and knows and, and uh, look forward to this next chapter, man. I'm on the, like you, I'm on the, we're on the, the, the back nine of our lives and I want to make the most of it and, and stay out of that sand trap. Yeah, thank you. If anybody's going to be able to do it, I definitely will always bet on your side, my friend. As always, man, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and enjoy your day and, and enjoy Italy. All right, bud. We'll talk to you. All right. There he goes. President of the Round Rock Express with a very, very unique experience when it comes to this Texas uh, and Houston matchup. He's been on both sides of it. 19 players have come that are playing, participating in these in this ALCS have come through Round Rock and been a part of that Round Rock Express organization. Got some more stuff to talk about. I want to talk about my friends over here at Pest. Wranglers. Go to pestwranglers.com for all your pest control needs. Whether you pest control is a locally owned small family business that's been around since 2006. This basic principle of great customer service leads to happy customers. Pest Wranglers won't make you sign a contract just because of that, because they believe if you're a happy customer, why would you want to leave? Especially after they've got five star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Pest Wrangler services most of the Central Texas area. They also do pool cleanings as well, so make sure you reach out to them about your pool if you're having some trouble with that. But if you're needing help with the mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or you need inspections for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808. That's 512-670-7808. Or go to the website at Pest Wranglers. <clears throat> As we talked about before, the big game this weekend, a lot of games this weekend that you might want to be paying attention to because there is some implications, as they like to say, 
when you start looking at these games. Obviously, we've talked about Texas and Houston. We all believe that Texas is going to win this game. Uh, everybody's looking at the line and trying to say how convincing. At the end of it all, win in impressive fashion and just win. I don't care if you win by 24, 25, 26, 27, or 40. Just go out there, look impressive. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give give away big plays, and everything will be fine. But there's some games this weekend that's got a lot of implications. One of them is in at Penn uh, Ohio State as Ohio State hosts Penn State. Ohio State is a four and a half point favorite at home. Over under is 45 and a half. I think Penn State is going to win this game. Uh, the reason why is because I think Penn State's defense is going to play lights out. I think this is a big moment. We still don't know exactly if uh, Ohio State's quarterbacks, both of them, are going to be able to play at that elite level against some high-pressure situations. We know that the wide receiving core for Ohio State is top of the line, led by Marvin Harrison Jr., who will probably be number one or number two in the draft picks coming up. So I think this is going to be one of the best games of the day. It should be one of the best games of the day. It starts at 11 a.m. on Fox. Matter of fact, just keep your TV on Fox for all of the top games today. I mean, tomorrow, because after that, Texas plays there. And after that, USC will close it out against Utah. So I think that's going to be one of the better games. Also, I'm looking at this Alabama-Tennessee game. Tennessee goes to Alabama. Both teams of the only one loss. Alabama 6-1, Tennessee Five and one. That game will be at two thirty. Uh, you can watch a little bit of that before the Cowboys. I mean Cowboys before the Longhorns come on. That'll be on CBS. Alabama. When y'all gonna start putting respect on Jalen Milrow's name? Huh? They start that, that dude's out there balling. And if you look around the country, he's playing just as well, if not better, than everybody else. So make sure you're paying attention to that. I think that's gonna be a big game. Washington State and Oregon. How's Oregon going to react after that loss against uh, uh, Washington last week? So they're playing another Washington team. So we'll be looking out for that. Duke and Florida State. Duke and FSU. I, uh, Duke is scary. Duke is scary. FSU, 14 and a half point favorite. Um, they're playing at home. It's a 630 game on ABC. Duke is a team that they're sneaky good. Let's just go with that. They're sneaky good. They're five and one, so they're not that sneaky, but they're a team that has a lot of talent. Mike Elko is a name that's been bounced around for Michigan State, so we will see what he does with that. But that is a good football team. And Florida State ranked number four. They're trying to make sure that they solidify themselves as the best, one of the best teams in the country, but most importantly, one of the best teams in the ACC. So that will be a great matchup. I know that that's one of the games that my son uh, is excited about. One of them, the Michigan story is kind of weird when it comes to Jim Harbaugh stealing signs. Uh, Greg Schiano had mentioned it the week before, talking about there's some tricky stuff that's going on that we believe to be illegal. And some people were looking at him as like, what, what? Well, now the news comes out that the NCAA is looking at the University of Michigan with some, they're using a vast network, quote, unquote, uh, to steal opposing team sign, whether they're sending people into the stands to pick them up and really keying in on what's going on. 
no matter what, there is a morality problem with this deal. And if Jim Harbaugh, who's already been dealing with a self-imposed suspension, is now putting himself into grease again, what? I don't know, man. We might have to pay attention to that. I can't wait to see how this story ends. I heard BK talk about this before, though. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I mean, we talked about the Astros and the trash cans and all the in-depth things that they were doing. You're trying to win, man. You're trying to win. But there's some unwritten rules, just like in baseball, that you definitely need to follow. Um, Also, the game of the night, as I was talking about, will be Utah versus USC. Caleb Williams coming off probably his worst game um, since he's been at USC. Now we got to figure out what's going to happen with Utah. Utah is one of those teams that is uh, you're going to definitely be in a dogfight with them. Athletically, I don't think USC can handle, and I know it sounds crazy, USC is a seven-point favorite, but Utah is one of those tough physical teams. And as you've seen, the defense for USC cannot stop a nosebleed. You can't, you, you can't perform like that and think you're going to be at the top of the heat. So I'll be paying attention to those games. Those are some of the games that I like from this weekend. Another game that is not getting a lot of attention is Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Auburn. Hugh Freeze is the head coach at Auburn. Lane Kiffin, who used to be the head coach at Ole Miss, now Lane Kiffin has a chance to do some damage on them folks. So we will see what that turns out to be. And NFL, NFL, before I get out of here, Cowboys and Texans are off this weekend, but um, there's some games that interest me. The Bills and Patriots game is always a good game. What does this mean for Bill Belichick in this game? If Bill Belichick goes one in five, what is, I mean, one in six, excuse me, what happens with the rest um, of these games? I'm, 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 of what happens with Bill Belichick? What happens to this organization? Do they start a fire sale and clean house? That will be interesting to me. Another game that I'm interested in is at 12 o'clock on Fox, the Falcons versus the Buccaneers. Bijan Robinson, let's keep making some shows. Keep making some shows. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to be all right. Desmond Ritter, play better. Baker Mayfield, how you going to bounce back? Let's see what happens on the bounce back. The, but the game of two games of the day, the Lions, Detroit Lions, travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are a three-point favorite. That's at home. You're supposed to get those three. But um, it's uh, fun because the Detroit Lions are one of my favorite teams to watch. They're becoming must-see TV. Jared Goff is playing at a very high level. He still has been playing at a very high level. He's got an understanding of that offense, and he's got talent around him. I saw a message today that Jameer Gibbs is going to get more of the carries, going to get a bulk of the action. I wonder if they're going to try to use him like they do in in, in uh, Atlanta with B. John Robinson because he's got that kind of speed as well. Another game, 305. I want to look at the Steelers and the Rams. The Steelers are traveling to uh, L.A. to take on the Rams. Let's see what this team looks like coming off of this weekend. And the Chargers and the Chiefs will be a huge game on um, Sunday afternoon. 325 kickoff CBS. What is Justin Herbert? If you're going to win the West, you got to beat the Chiefs. 
The Chiefs are the team to beat. They own the West. Patrick Mahomes is so above uh, 500 that I don't think he'll ever get under 500 because that's how much how well he does in the West. Uh, five and a half point favorite, Justin Herbert. Cowboys did them wrong. Well, they could kill, still could have won a game. But Justin Herbert didn't play his best, and nobody's you don't know that because nobody wanted to bring it up. But if Dak wanted to, I digress. I'm not going to go there. And then a Sunday night game. Come on now. This might be a preview of the Super Bowl, as some people continue to say. But I still believe neither one of these teams will be playing in the Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins, greatest show on dirt, five and one on on the season, two and one on the road. Take on the Philadelphia Eagles, Philly, city of brotherly love. They might have football and baseball in town at the same time. Oh my goodness! Philadelphia Eagles five and one and two and zero oh at home. Eagles are two and a half point favorite. The over under is 51. I will take the over strictly because you better be on your A game if you're going to be going up against this football team and the Miami Dolphins. They play at a high level, and I expect to see it. But I do believe Philadelphia Eagles have a good defensive ball team. Let me tell you about my great friends over at the Great Blue Heron Furniture Company. It's a custom leather furniture company that was started in 1991. They focus on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouse. You also, it, it's also the highest quality furniture you can find. You cannot and you will not find a more stylish, more comfortable, and more belt, well-built furniture anywhere out there. There's a link on the bottom of this YouTube page for a video description uh, that takes you to our collection, the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you'll get 15% off your purchase. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and built to last for decades, look no further than the great Blue Heron Furniture Company. Get more info on the link below or call at 866-247-9688, 866-247-9688. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of Hanging with Harge. I truly enjoy it. I love the interaction. You guys keep doing great things, and we'll keep bringing it to you the best way we can. Unfiltered, baby. That's what we do. Unfiltered. Uh, it's your boy, Harbaugh Hearts. And just remember, don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.